0: You are listening
1: to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the
0: Four Corners Podcast are listening to the You are listening to the Four podcast, genau- podcast with Lenny
1: Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. And Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today as always is my co-host from the bunker, Neil Potter. You gotta put
0: some gravy on that.
1: Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number four seed podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network, thelaughbutton.com. Today's guest, one of my faves in the biz, is a comedian originally from Kansas City, Missouri. He started comedy at age 19 and has never looked back after making it to New York City to perform stand-up comedy on every possible TV show that you can do. Colbert, Conan, Letterman, which he did, I'm sorry, is it 13 or 14 times, Nick?
2: It was just
1: 11. 11? I thought it was up to 14. <laughs> what? Anyway, 11's ridiculous. I don't know anyone's even close to that. His latest special is entitled Cheer Up, which, if you know Nick, could not be more appropriately named. It's Nick Griffin. Hey, good to be here, guys. Nice to uh, well, hear you. Let me First of all, let me pitch a title for your next one, okay? It' A Little Less Than Dour. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Um, let's talk about you. How's your pandemic going? I haven't seen you in like a year—a full year—we're coming up on. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it probably has been. Um, well, I mean, it's been pretty much the same as everybody. I've been pretty productive, though. I—I I mean, I've been doing a lot of writing, and uh, I did all those outdoor park shows, and uh, that's about it. You know, catching up on TV and you know
1: it's amazing that you 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 been so i know i've seen you out and it's. do you feel risk at all when you go out there or no
2: i i don't know i think i you know because i came i have six brothers and sisters and we were just always around each other and dirty and bacteria ridden and i i guess i just kind of got this feeling like if i didn't die back then i'm i'm going to be fine forever and um, <laughs> i mean i wasn't too I wasn't, you know, too risky out there, but I, I did get out there and, and do some shows and probably did some shows I shouldn't have done and
1: Well you I'm sure you have a lot of good new stuff. You are gonna see not one new bit of my it's gonna take me forever. I'm so miserable. I haven't touched the microphone since like March seventeenth. It's almost a year. That's
2: crazy. Crazy on anything, like you haven't done a zoom or anything.
1: I did one zoom in like April. For this corporate, Mm -hmm. and then that was it, and even that was like, uh oh, and then because it's you know a Zoom corporate, but it was fine. But no,
2: yeah, Nick, have you done the Zoom? You know, I think I've done two, (laughs) and I think I did one. I think I did one like Lenny in April, and I I did one in December, and that has been it. I. I haven't really turned many down, but I just uh, haven't been asked, and it's not probably my ideal platform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you sort of have to, you kind of have to rara it because they're in a mood, like, and you're not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Let's go back a little bit because I want to cover it. Um, you're one of the best joke writers in the business. I mean, you started in Kansas City, and did you do any writing in college? What was your major in college?
2: Um Did you my think- major in college I went to a tiny liberal arts college just outside of just outside of Kansas City actually and uh it was just a communications degree I literally went through the guidebook and tried to find something without math in it and um <laughs> um and so there was a little bit writing but yeah, I guess around my sophomore year I started writing little funny things in a notebook. And um, and then uh, my friends talked to me. We used to go to this bar that uh, had an open mic night, and they said, you should do it, you should do it. And then I, I did it one night, and that's kind of how it all started.
1: Did you have any, like, performing background to that point in, in schools? Or are you just, when you went up there, What was, were you, like, shitting your pants, or was it, you know?
2: Yeah, I was freaking out i i did not have any experience um after i got on stage a couple times i did act in a play later on that year just you know a very small part but i had no and i i suppose like so many people in comedy you don't know what you're getting into and minutes before it, you're like, what have I done? <laughs> um, and then minutes after it, you're like, Oh my God, this could be great. And, um, and that's how it kind of started for me. But I was, uh, I was terrible. I was, um, you know, I, 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 guess I move around. I don't know what you think, but I move around about what, but about what you do on stage Lenny. And, um, but for years and years and years, I had, um, I would just stand in front of the mic and I wouldn't, I, I was afraid to pull it out. So I was afraid it would fall or <laughs> get up my head.
1: And that's probably why I like you. Cause I did the same thing. I mean, my first year I'm so stiff. I'm so stiff the first couple of years. And then finally yeah. I pulled it. not that I didn't want to pull it out of there. It's just, I was still stiff. I mean, you still, and it is a show the more, and actually I was thinking about that about you is like the, I think you've even gotten more animated since you've, I've seen you.
2: I think so too. I agree 100%. It's been a very slow progression of uh, you know, let's say I was a power runner before and now I have a few moves.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think uh and when I watch you I'm like, oh no, this works. This it's just enough. It's just you need something, you know, you just can't stand there. It's just enough for like the more you get angsty, I'd say it even works. And then you you're take once you got them And then they follow the character, like the more pulling on the hair and all that stuff is just so it's natural. It looks it looks right. So keep doing it.
2: I also think what you said earlier about it's a show. And when I was, you know, starting out, I didn't realize, you know, you're not just up there reciting words from your notebook. You know, you got to bring them alive. And uh it's, it's been a slow progression, but I think yeah, I'm I'm better at it now.
1: Did you always want to get out of Kansas City? Like when you were in Can you had this the, all the brothers and sisters. But did you always want to just get out? Of- did you feel uh, like I got to get out of this town and see more of the world? Or?
2: Not, I don't think specifically that. But you know what's funny is, and you'll probably remember her. There was a comic named Margaret Smith,
1: who mm-hmm. was very much like she you. Let- yeah.
2: Yeah, she kind of talked about uh, she was on Letterman a few times yeah. and I worked with her in Omaha, Nebraska uh, probably tw- maybe 30 years ago. Oh, man. And, uh, and I was obsessed with Letterman as so many people were at the time. And uh, I said, how do I get on Letterman? She goes, well, you probably have to move to New York. <laughs> and, uh, and then you kind of work there for a while. So I just knew that I wasn't going to get to um Letterman, at least at that time from Kansas City.
1: Wow. And when you move you decide to move, you went to New York first then LA, right? And then when you move do you get like a is it culture shock because you're from a white 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 Kansas City and then you go to LA and it's like New York LA is so diverse. <laughs> I mean, what is that <laughs> I mean, you're in the middle well, you're, of whiteness. You
2: terribly- you're terribly accurate. I was, I was eaten alive in New York City my first time. I, um, you know, I got ripped off on my apartment in terms of uh, uh, fi- they gave me a finder's fee, and I remember I got charged like three thousand dollars just that they found my apartment, even though the building that the real estate office was 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 in my apartment building. They they charged me, and I remember going up the. Uh, I remember going up the elevator, talking to some other, you know, renters in my building, and I go, how about that $3,000 $3, finder's fee? And they go, oh, fuck, we told them to go to hell. And they said, okay, no problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's the difference between a New Yorker and, uh, and somebody getting off yeah, the bus. Yeah,
2: it really was. I mean, I was a real rube. And, um, <laughs> but... Uh, you got to get to speed, you got to get up to speed pretty quickly, and uh, I think I did. I was I was pretty seasoned after two years of. i just living here. I, I learned how to keep my, you know, that look in your eye when you're on the subway <laughs> and walking the streets.
1: I'm not sure you don't have that look to begin with. So I think you fit in good now. <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, how'd you get so, from? Why'd you go to LA from here? Then, you made it here. So I
2: couldn't, I couldn't get any stage time. I could not get a minute on stage. I probably did. I mean, back then, you know, Lenny, they didn't have all these produced shows. Right, right. All these alternative venues. So it was, you know, Catch and uh, Dangerous the Strip. And I just couldn't get any time anywhere. I I mean, I was doing a a few sets here and there. And like you talked about earlier, I was kind of came from, when you come from the Midwest, you're really road guys. You know, you're doing the road all the time. You're mm. not like sitting in town, Kansas City, doing showcase sets. So, um, so I was just I could get rogue stuff. So I was, I was uh, in town for you know a month. I wouldn't work in New York City, or I'd have two sets in a month, and then I'd go on the road and work every day for two weeks and come back. And it just was really frustrating. And uh, my friend, a guy, I don't know if you remember, um, or you know, uh, named Steve Marmel.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: He got a writing job on the uh, Arsenio Hall show. And he just said, you know, you're struggling out here. You can stay on my couch for free in L.A. And I'll introduce you to some of the people in L.A. And I just... I did it. I don't know if it was the right thing or not, but I, 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 I did definitely got more stage time when I got to LA.
1: Well, is that you, I would say you did better. Like, you got, I, from my research, which I didn't even know, you started. You were a staff writer for Keenan and Ivory Wayans, and then you became a head writer for Bobby Slate and Sue Murphy's morning radio show.
2: Yeah, well, um, there was a network when um, the internet really first came out it was called comedy world and it was an all i guess what you would call live internet radio 24 oh, wow. hours a day um out of this uh, warehouse in la and slayton had like the drive time and um i think Havey came on after him and oh, wow uh, there was a bunch of people with shows back then and so yeah i i started writing for uh for Slayton. I'd been writing jokes for Slayton for a couple years and then he said, Will you do this radio thing with me?
1: Was it good cash? Must have been. Must have been a good gig.
2: It was. It was that internet money that, you know, this this guy made a ton of money I don't know how in Silicon Valley and he thought, Well, this is gonna be the next thing. They're gonna everyone's gonna be listening to um, their the, computer.
1: Yeah, he was right.
2: And no one listened. And yeah, they were like ahead of their time, but they, they totally missed the boat. And, um, <laughs> so I did that for about a year, year and a half.
1: I have, Slayton must be pissed at a word for, um, you know, I think my friends and I used to walk around doing his stupid haircut joke, the Mo. I'm getting the Mo and the I Mo. I
2: just was thinking about the Mo <laughs> last, about two days ago.
1: <laughs> it's a classic. He <laughs>
2: had two or three. He had two or three jokes that were so funny that, that he, you know, he, Bobby can't do his act anymore because it's just too... Offensive.
1: Controversial. <laughs> yeah, for those people who don't know this joke, is he would walk in, how do Asians get a haircut, right? They would walk into a, a barber and look at all, the, they only have one haircut. So he goes, give me the, from, you know, the Three Stooges, give me the mo." Or the Mo. The Mo.
2: <laughs>
1: like oh my god, so funny. And
2: then he'd
1: he say the Pete or the Pete Rose, oh, the Pete Rose. That's right. He also had the bulk cut. Oh man, that was I. I would cry laughing when he would do it. I met him like way back, and then he wasn't he wasn't that thrilled. With me, you know, he wasn't happy with me, but he he uh, he took the picture, and then, made, of course, made a face. So people go, "Who is that?" I'm like, "It's Bobby Slate," and they're like, "Oh." You can't even tell it's him. He's killing me. But... um, He ended up getting
2: in a couple older... uh, Some of the late uh, Woody Allen movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's had a great career, as far as I'm concerned. A
2: great career. And no one knows... Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, was the third lead in a Bruce Willis movie that was called The Bandits.
1: Yeah. He was in uh, Rat Pack movies. He played... um, Oh... Neil, who was, Peter. He? no, no, he played the comedian. Uh, Oh,
2: Oh, right. Joey Bishop,
1: Joey Bishop. Right. Yeah. He's, he's had a great career. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's a, it's just one of those guys. You're like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. Right. Every time you see him. Sure. Um, let me ask you a quick question. So, um, when you, when you look all over, across your career, you've been to New York, LA, and done all this stuff. Like, what do you see when you see comics on stage now? Like these younger guys, so you're like, Oh, these guys are better than the group back in the day, or they have more breaks today. Or you're like, these guys stink. (laughs) What do you see?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I guess, um, I think there's probably more good comics now. I mean, I, I just, and I think that's, because of the numbers like i just don't think there were that as many comics pouring in to the business 30 years ago and now there's just so many comics so i i'm I'm sure the percentages are are the same in terms of how many good ones there are but i think there are more good ones because there's just so
1: many more. Oh yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, I do think there's so many more, and I do think like what you said, there's so many more places for them to go. I mean, they're doing. there was doing. There's a pandemic. Stand up New York's doing shows on the train. You know what I mean? Like they I know. People are doing rooftops, and not as great. Not that there are any great shakes, but they're doing them. You know. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, this place is, there's definitely places to go. And I think there's more liberal, thing. there were a lot of gatekeepers who wouldn't let you on their show. You know, there's a lot of trading. Now people just want to do shows, you know, they're just like, no, more the merrier kind of thing, I think. Right. And, but it is definitely, it's still, and and the cellar, I, I, I tell the story all the time. Like I was at the cellar when I started and I saw their Saturday night lineup and it was like it was just crusher after crusher and it was only five of them and they only had two shows. I'm like, I'm never working here ever. You know, <laughs> it was like Chappelle and, uh, Attel, Romano, Romano, uh, Jeff Ross, you know, it was like boom, boom, five shows over next show, same show, you know, hair, div- Dane right. cook. And then it was like, what I never am I cracking this lineup? Never. And then, You know, you cut to 30 years later, 20, 25 years later, and they have like, you know, 72 rooms. (laughs) You know, they got three rooms, four shows in each room. And now it's like, oh, okay, maybe I can work here a little bit. So it's nice. Oh,
2: come on. You're all over those. uh,
1: No, that's good. Well, those guys also decided to have great careers and I'm stuck. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's it's. I'm thrilled to be doing that. All right, let's go to the... Oh, I want to ask you one re- quick question before we end this segment. What is a Nick Griffin dream gig? You've done 11 Letterman's, all these shows, the Killborn, everything, Colbert. Like, what, a you know, what writing jobs, like, what is your dream job?
2: I, I mean, I think that, um, and maybe you would agree, the first time I did Letterman, I don't think I'll ever have that much satisfaction because i wanted to do it so badly yep. and um and just to have uh, you know david letterman behind me laughing every fist joke or whatever and um so that to me was i, I mean i grew up that's uh, that was my show so
1: yep me too uh, that
2: that and i, I love doing conan but uh uh yeah
1: well what do you want to do what do you back. you want to just keep cranking out tv spots
2: Oh, you're saying, what do I want to do now? Oh, God. Jeez, yeah. uh, I would like to have an audience, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have, I mean, I, I can go to clubs and people show up, but I would like to have, you know, these people, Jim Gaffigan, Bill Burr type, not even those those big, but that, but that have people coming out specifically to see them. That's yeah. That's got to be sweet, because I did a Friday night recently in some club, and it's just... You know, it's just drunk people who don't know who you are and yeah. don't really care and looking at their phones and yeah. sucks all the
1: fun out of it. It does. All right. Let's go to the next one. Um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the road. Well, you and I talk about the road. N- Neil, The one of the funniest stories. Um, I, they were talking about the road one time at the cellar. And I've kind of avoided this by just staying in the city and working on my act. And a little bit here, going in and out of town. I get made fun of for that a little bit. But I've done enough to go that's not what I signed up for. I mean, the whole thing was, if you go to the comic strip, there's a sign on the wall. that says, I always, the Seinfeld's quotes, like if I could work here on a Saturday night, I made it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in New York city. Why would I want to go anywhere else? You know, but you know, mm-hmm. to work on time, whatever. Um, and then I, so we're all sitting around talking about the road one day at the comedy cellar and I go, what's the worst place you've ever worked? And then, and then everybody's just talking about it, talking about these horror show gigs that they've been to. And then Nick sits down. Nick, what's the worst place you've ever worked? Without blinking an eye, Nick goes, Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Reno. I go, Reno? He goes, Reno. Oh, God. Funny thing. I almost
2: quit in Reno. I almost <laughs> quit in Reno. That was...
1: Uh, what year was that? It
2: was so bad. It was just... It was a. It was a senior's... Well, the first night I was there and I bombed, and I mean, I I bombed like, I mean, I, don't, you know what bombing yeah. is. I bombed. I mean, bombed. Silence. It was Senior Bowling League, <laughs> all-female Senior Bowling League. <laughs> <laughs> and they could care less about my New York angst. And I mean, they were a... <laughs> They were offended by it, and I mean, I called like nine comics after I got off stage to just uh, calm my nerves.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Reno, Nevada. What year was that?
2: And Reno, just under perfect conditions, is intolerable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well isn't it the biggest little town in the world or something like that that's
2: right yeah
1: it's the biggest
2: little town but they the
1: do like boxing matches when you said that i was like don't they do big boxing matches there but apparently oh, it's just sure. this little tiny strip right and then there's nothing
2: yeah and it and it doesn't it's not like a second class i mean they're they're not as good as vegas casinos but they're fine you know they're yep. good but I don't know. It just didn't attract – uh, this was way back then. It's probably changed, but, man, <laughs> it shook me to my core. I well, mean, I didn't <laughs>
1: know who I was. It's different people. I mean, you got the West Coast, and then you go do – there are some rooms you do in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, these are not people I deal with on a daily basis, you know? It's like <laughs> where
0: does it – when does it dawn on you that it's it's not go- it's not good though? Right away, like when you sit, when you see that. Right. Shot? Yeah. No. It
2: it's usually um, the first kind of killer joke I have in my act that I know is always going to hit.
1: Right. And that doesn't hit, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I've been to that place. I've been to that place, and then you start you start speeding up, and then oh god.
2: Yeah, you start speeding up and then you start thinking, if that's not going to go, yep. nothing is going to work tonight.
1: People don't understand <laughs> that sometimes when you're talking, like all you're doing is thinking. The words are coming out, but yeah. like, how do I go? Where in my act do I have a joke or a thing that will work with right. these people? Like, yeah, that's all. I mean,
2: you just start going through the file.
1: And that's the worst. When you start going through the file and yet words are coming out of your mouth, it's like, what? oh, God, you know. Um, do you have a favorite place to work on the road? She's a favorite
2: place on the road. And I mean um, you could tell
1: me club or town.
2: I know uh, you like going home. I do like going home. Um actually I just played uh, believe it or not, um Omaha, Nebraska and, and that was that was pretty good. I I've played there for thirty years because it's just two and a half hours outside of Kansas City and they've had a club there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that club. And um, there's a club in uh, T- Lake Tahoe, Nevada, which um, is an improv. And that's, that's quite fun because I know a lot of people up there.
1: Oh, That's cool. Um, any other place besides Reno you hate?
2: Yeah, but I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, let's just say I'm still playing it.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, that's funny. We've talked about the, the with the road, you know, all that stuff that goes with it. And I always that you always wanted, when you, you went around that circuit, you still do a lot of that to pay the bills. But, like, you're much happier just staying at, here now, right? If if you could get yeah, more work I would here.
2: Love, I would, yeah. I'd love to do about five to ten gigs a year on the road yeah and figure out how to make money here and um uh, stay in town and obviously you do the cellar and these yep. other clubs and 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 I think uh I get better when I'm here and uh and sometimes when I'm on the road I feel like it works the wrong muscles and
1: <laughs> um I definitely I like I'll like it cuz it lets me bring out jokes that I don't use ever because of that whole looking through the file kind of thing i can get right it's just that sometimes you you can be a little too edgy for the road i mean like when i'm in vegas i have that whole thing about utah and i'm basically making fun of it and it it does well here in new york and it's a good bit i did it in vegas they went absolutely crazy until i figured out this how much of a new yorker i am that that's where they go on vacation People from Utah yeah. go to Vegas. I had a look at a map of the United States like, oh, it's right there, Utah. And you just go down to Vegas. No wonder why. They're like, they probably never heard anybody do anything about Utah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, do you
2: play the, uh, the you'll play the cellar uh, Vegas room?
1: If, on their gun, uh, if a gun is pointed at my head by SD, which it has been sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, When are yeah. you going? It wasn't like do you want to go to Vegas? It was like, when are you going to Vegas? I'm like, so I gotta do that once a okay. year. Um, is, that room yeah, open
0: we'll... up? is that
2: room open again?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's No, a...
2: it's not open yet. It, but there are rooms in Vegas that are working at uh, half capacity and uh but the 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 seller uh, Vegas isn't.
1: Um do you um you're a smart act, so... There's always this. When you go on the road, this how to drive you nuts. This, from everybody who's ever been on the road, there's always a middle, like looking to knock off the headliner. Like these clubs do not match up the middle, sometimes with right. the headliner. So, I mean, Justin McKinney has worked with every dude with the most filthy. He comes back and tells me, in tears roll down my eyes. Do you? Do you? Do they still do that to you as well? Like you got to work with the filthiest. Yeah, they try
2: middle. to. I. Yeah, they, 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 they will. They put, as you know, no thought into you know, kind of creating a consistent show or, and uh, and I and for years I would struggle with that because I would not be able to follow some filthy dirty act and 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 you begin to think, well, this isn't. Well, I mean, I did. I begin to think this is my fault. My act isn't strong enough. But you know, if if you know, you don't put up. Uh, Metallica before, I don't know, REM or whatever. <laughs> it's like it just doesn't work. So I started to use some 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 of my own middles. If they'll let me, I'll bring in my own middle and I'll even throw them a hundred bucks to help sweeten the deal.
1: Yep. I mean, that's the best way to go. You should be at that point where you should be able to bring whoever you want. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and these... it
2: gives you somebody to talk to after the show. And Absolutely. Go
1: with. That's the only fun of the road. Like, if I can go with People I know, oh my god, it's a whole different ball game at that point. Um, well,
2: if you do Vegas this year, please request me because I'd, yes. I'd love to go out and hang, that yes,
1: that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, and believe me, I want to do that. I'm just, whew, I'm not a big Vegas well, guy. Neil's a big Vegas guy, right? Neil, tell him. Yeah, I would tell I Neil. Know. I would tell Neil to come with me. I'm like, they give me the room the size yeah, of like.
2: Yeah, why do you go out there? It, it's yeah. a
1: huge room with two giant beds. Ba- I can't fill this room with anything. It's just, it's unbelievable how big my room is for no reason. And yeah, we
0: got to do the podcast from Vegas.
1: From Vegas, yeah, we should do. it. Yeah, pe- believe me, we would get everybody on the show. It's boring as hell between shows. I don't know how people like the road unless you're a workout guy. I mean, it forces you to work out, I think. At least I do.
0: Well, what about a, what about a cruise? Is a cruise ship considered the road or not?
1: Yeah, I think so. A, I,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, that's why that was my uh, thing.
0: I,
2: I, haven't done, I haven't done any. You've done a, a couple?
1: Yeah, I've done... I had a couple big years on cruise ships, and I think it's the same thing, but you're floating. I don't know that you would like it, because it's the same thing. If you bomb, you're trapped, you know? And for some, the lucky thing is... I know how to get in and out of so like, you know, you could, you, I know how to lay low on these cruise ships. Some people do not lay low, you know, and some people, mm-hmm. like John Joseph, he does them. He's like, but he's like 6'6, six, 6'5. Six, six, he's a big guy. Walk, you cannot miss it's a that big face.
2: Production. Yeah. yeah.
1: You can't miss his face. He walks around, people see him. I put on a pair of sunglasses and don't shave. People don't, they leave me alone. They don't even see me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. So some people get lucky, you know, if you're if you're a black act on a cruise ship that leaves from Galveston, they're going to see you. <laughs> you know, you can't it's hot. wait a second. Who's that guy that's getting off. Looking yeah, at, uh, okay. Exactly. okay. So um what do you do on the road now? What do you, what do you just sit and write and watch TV or do you yeah, go out?
2: I mean, I fill about, you know, four hours, maybe I write and I, I go down to the gym and I try to go uh have lunch with the middle act and then you know nothing I I nap I <laughs> I I wish I had this full list of stuff to tell you but that's about it. Um, <laughs> well, you used to you drink you I'm always working on a script or something.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay busy. That's the key. You got to stay busy or I just now with a baby like if I can get 2 hours of pre-show nap, I'll take it. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I would. I would imagine if you get a weekend gig here and there, that must be nice for you. Bad for Gina, but um,
1: uh, yes and no. You could
2: get some extra sleep.
1: It, yeah, I mean, any anytime I can get a day off anywhere on the road, that would, that's good stuff to get some sleep. But yeah, it's not still not fun. Within two seconds, all the travel just sucks the life out of you. Anyway, I mean, you must have hated that too. <laughs> yeah. It does, like the airports yeah. and the. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to I'm going to this is this will drive you crazy. The one good thing about working with Leslie is like they'll give you the travel allowance or they'll make the travel for you. And a lot of times it's upscale travel. So I had no idea, Nick. I've spent my whole career traveling last class, like literally the I've joked about this on stage, literally the last seat in the plane, like, (laughs) you know, 32F. You know, yeah, that's my C. And then these guys are like booking me to go out to help her do a commercial or something like that. I'm in 1A. I'm like, there is a huge difference how you get off that plane feeling when you're in 1A and 32F. You know, it's just, it's a different world.
2: I've had it happen 10 times in 30 years, but it's the greatest feeling. (laughs) it changes your attitude absolutely it it makes you feel good about yourself yeah it's it's just
1: it's a game changer total game changer that's like i'm like how it's amazing we went out there to film her to edit her special we had edited here and then we had to go out there to put finishing touches on it and she was like let's just go like what we'll go sit with the editors for a day and that'll be it we got on She goes, we get to the airport. She goes, I'm surprising you. We're going first class. I'm like, are you serious? Tears rolling down. I had a tear roll down my eye. (laughs) I'm sitting across the aisle from her. We laugh all the way to L.A. She's napping on the, you know, full thing. I cannot even, I'm watching movies. They're giving me, you know, the great food. I'm laying down in the pod. I'm pushing up in the pod. I just, I wear out that chair. I'm so happy to be there. We get off the plane. We go to the place. We edit the thing. Drive back to the airport. We have a great dinner. Drive back to the airport. Get back in first class on a plane and land back in New York the same day. You know? And I was like. Oh, oh, real?
2: This whole same day?
1: One day. This one day. Like, oh, my God. I should have just documented my life because it's not getting any better than this in show business right there. Wow. Ah, uh, It was so good. All right. Let's do the next one. Um, I want to talk about I. While I was putting together the show, Neil and I were going to do a different third corner. We usually do something a little offbeat, but then we saw you do a thing called Scary Monsters podcast. Explain to everybody what that podcast is. It's
2: basically my friend and I, Lori, Palman and Terry. We um, we talk about our podcast is we for the first twenty minutes we talk about our lives and what what happened that week. And then we have watched um, the same horror movie, and we talk about that to close out the rest of the show. We're both big horror movie fans, so um, we didn't really have, obviously, a genius idea for a a podcast, but we wanted to do one, so that's what we put together, and we called it Scary Monsters.
1: I like it. I mean, if you know both you guys, you have that same sensibility as far as, like, you know... um like liking that stuff. You, you're you not afraid to go to <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're dark, um. I guess is my point. But it's so refreshing, to be honest with you, when I was like, oh, we can talk about scary movies. Neil and I love movies. And it's changed so much over the years. Like when I was single and Neil would take Bethel and we would go to, but not scary movies, Neil and I would go to scary movies, you know? And when I think we right. went to Hostel, Neil and I, I mean... Oh my God! I, that movie still stays stays with me. Host-
2: yeah, that's dark, man. That is a dark uh, collection of movies. Yeah, yeah. That.
0: <laughs> Wait, so that movie that that movie freaks me out. Like, is a scary movie to you the 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 haunted one where they're moving shit around the house, or a slasher films, or both?
2: Both. I I grew up um, Catholic. So ghosts were, <laughs> the idea of ghosts were very real to me. And I, you know, some of the best stuff that I saw growing up was, you know, stuff like the Exorcist. exorcist. I was going gonna... yep. to. So any of that stuff, uh, I liked uh, like Insidious and Sinister and The Conjuring and all that stuff that has that um, kind of religious overtones. I, I I, really, I really like a lot. And uh-huh. um
1: the Exorcist yeah. is the is the the one for, that started it, right? And it was
2: that's the granddaddy of them all. Absolutely, it will be.
1: And I don't think that has changed. Like if I watch that today, forget about my, my wife wouldn't get within thirty feet of the television set. If the well, Exorcist
2: what does your wife like to watch?
1: I don't know anything not that. And Bethel's the same way, right, Neil? Like anything with that, like any kind of gore or whatever, she's out. She's out of there. Yeah, Um, she'll
0: watch the, uh, she'll watch like Conjuring and stuff like that. She'll like the haunted stuff, but not the, like a poltergeist she'll love, but not, not, a guy killing 50 people in like 20 seconds. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: no, The Exorcist yeah. is the greatest move. Like, it has all that stuff. When she throws the priest out the window, it's the greatest, you know. And the whole thing with, yeah, you know, start talking in tongues, like, it's so creepy, amazing. But that's what amazing. I wanted to ask you. Like, is Get Out, like, this? is, is
0: that a, really a horror movie? No, it's. Understand? It, that's that's why that's a scary movie or a horror movie. It's just a regular movie, but uh, you tell me. Yeah, I I was scared in it, but I don't think it's a horror movie, you know?
1: Yeah, it's not a horror movie. you
0: were scared like how? Like I, I mean, like in Hostel, I'm still – I'm not scared as much as I – I'm more never going to the uh, Central Europe
1: ever. <laughs> hostile, <laughs> taken. It's hostile and taken. Like that is I'm telling you, I've done that on stage. Nick has seen it. I I thought that from the second I was a child, like I don't wanna go travel anywhere. That's what's gonna happen to me. No question in my mind.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I agree hundred percent. And the idea that you're somewhere and you could Richard Lewis had a great joke about he does not like to travel because he's afraid he's going to like rub his brow and and, uh, somehow uh, commit some horrible atrocity that that you're not supposed to do in one of these weird countries and they're going to put him in jail and all this stuff and. That's how I I feel like I'm going to make one dumb misstep and I'm screwed.
1: Yeah, you spit on the yeah, ground in yeah. some country you get they throw exactly. you in jail. Yeah, 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 they you miss the tissue in the garbage can. I mean, I'm petrified on in a small country. I remember reading like if you give the thumbs up like you're ha- hailing a can or a thumbs up like hey great job, that's fuck you in some countries. If you do the peace sign the wrong <laughs> way, that's fuck you in some countries. Like oh my god, I can't like half the stuff I do, uh, I am just a mess until I get back on U.S. soil.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they they stick with you, those movies. I mean, both of them stick with you because if you're in a... Like, the house I'm in is in the middle of nowhere and I hear hear noises, then I'm like, oh, shit. So they got me there. Then if I (laughs) take in with Liam Neeson... That they they psychologically they do stay with you these movies more than you realize.
1: It's because they prey on your biggest fear. You know what I mean. As soon as you, if any tiny fear that you have, like I'm surprised I haven't done one with, with food. You know, you know the expired right. milk. It's called expired milk. It's one second <laughs> over the <laughs> date.
2: You
1: know? <laughs> you know, something like that. Don't eat the green banana. You know. Oh
2: my god. Yeah. No, seen- that's funny. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. The whole intruder stuff and someone you know wanting to get you stuff is is kind of my bugaboo i i mean i get i like watching the exorcist and the conjuring and all that but that kind of intruder um people coming into your house yep it's i just saw a, a horror movie called the strangers um that just scared the crap out of me. I mean, I'm a fifty-some odd <laughs> old man. And uh,
1: wait, can do you have to watch these at night? If you watch them during the day, are you less scared, or it's the same? <laughs>
2: uh, no, I'm still scared. Yeah. Lights on, lights off. You going full lights off? Full lights off, man. I I I play by the rules.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Well now.
0: The scariest thing that I ever heard, and this isn't a horror movie, but it's like it's like something that would be in a horror movie, it probably has been in a horror movie, was the one where when I grew up in Houston, when you walk out of the mall, they slash your Achilles, like they slash your ankle, and then they take your car and kidnap you. Like oh, they're, right. hiding, they're hiding under your car. It's like the urban myth. I think
1: yeah, the urban myth one, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an urban legend thing. That's so what that ha- kind of shit.
1: That's what happened in Hostel. I was watching it. It was on the other. I hadn't seen it in years and years. And then, yeah. And then that the kid is in the chair, and the guy comes in, and he's like, "Go ahead, go." And then the kid gets out of the chair, and he starts. And this guy slashes his Achilles, so he can't walk. Uh. His feet. I was like, "Why did I watch this?" Now, do you have dreams? Do you have dreams about it or nightmares about it after?
2: No, I really don't. I don't know why. I guess maybe I'm numb to it after all these years, mm. but uh, or it can't penetrate my other horrible nightmares. <laughs> but, uh...
1: The ex-wife, starting with yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Lenny, the saddest part about hospital, Lenny, is that a super the two hot supermodels are gonna really pick you up, and you're gonna have to say no. You're not gonna realize they were there for you.
1: Oh, right, and
2: that's like the best um, way to obviously trap somebody. I mean, what better way?
1: Yeah, two hot chick, exactly. And that's that's exactly why this stuff would never happen to me. But it's my biggest fear. Like I'll that'll be the (laughs) like two. I get off in Europe. Two hot chicks want to hang out. Mm, I all the flags are going off in my head. This is not happening. But oh no, maybe I'm popular up in Europe. You know? No, we gotta gotta
0: make that. We gotta make that sketch, buddy, because that can. That could go on for like an hour and a half of yes, no, maybe...
1: No. <laughs> well, they're going, come with us, come with us. And I'm like, no, 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 come on, seriously. The, 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 <laughs> God, God, I, I, no, it. I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not buying this shit. You're like, come on, you know. Uh, they're all dead. I wasn't good enough to be killed. It was great. I wasn't good looking enough to be killed. That's my, that's my okay, thing.
0: Okay, so I got one more question. Do you,
2: have Nick, have you written a horror film? Oh, yeah. I, um... I've uh, probably written, I, I can't, I mean, Pi six. S- I haven't sold oh. any.
1: Oh, really? Oh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, do we got to throw them? You have it, treatments for all of them?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I mean, I've kind of been through the ringer. I have a pretty good manager in terms of, uh, of the on, on the lit side. So uh, it's just been uh, kind of unable to get it to... Uh, you know, it's so. I mean, you know, it's so much luck. Yeah. you know, right, right place, right time, right person.
1: Right. Um. Well, that's it the one hasn't they. Happened. That's the one they say it's easiest to sell. I mean, or write, or f- for your first movie, because for some reason right. that genre just sells. Right. People love that crap.
2: And yeah, they love it, so they're making them all the time, and uh, they're making. Uh, Every level of budget for those movies, so you know, you just got to get it to the right person. I'm sure, uh, fingers crossed, it will happen at some point. Oh, but, uh, I, yeah, I,
1: I think so. Keep plugging, keep plugging away at that stuff. So, and what's your so, yeah? Do you, Neil, do you have a favorite horror movie of all time? Mine's got to be The Exorcist. Well,
0: I did write a horror film because back in the back, like <laughs> I think it was like ten years ago when they were so they were they blew up so hot. Yeah. Uh, I think Shappa. It's like, oh, my friend works at Lionsgate. They need a horror film by next week, and we wrote, <laughs> we wrote one a week. But it was so atrocious, we both just about that, that, that. It just, it, we just threw it away.
1: What was the premise? Yeah.
0: Uh, the pre- <laughs> the premise.
1: Neil was has just, to do laundry.
0: <laughs> no, we just wrote a slap. We couldn't think of anything, so we just wrote straight slasher.
1: <laughs> well, who-
0: it just was so it was so ridiculous that like it was just so
1: ridiculous. Like Mike Myers. Like, yeah, like that kind of thing, like that guy's killing everybody. Well, what was his of. background? Like was he like raised in a cornfield and never got out or like what? <laughs> it what was was
0: yeah, it, was, it it fell into like I felt like I just was I literally should have just copied like one of those movies and just wrote, changed the name. That's what it felt like I was writing. Like it was awful.
1: Yeah. Was, Texas Chainsaw a, Massacre, Neil? Yeah, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Uh, that's funny too. The guy pulls out a chainsaw. That was kind of campy, right? That was meant to be, I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, it,
2: they made it on like, like 75 grand or something. <laughs> the first Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Right. And I think it had that kind of weird appeal.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, All everything was always at a camp. It always started at summer camp. And it was always like, yeah,
2: like Oh, that sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, You know, it's, again, you have to get out. It's when you get out of your comfort zone, anywhere you're afraid to go, right in the world Mm -hmm. that's in the woods in the the, you know whatever Mm -hmm. i mean i think you could make a a horror movie about stand-up you know afraid to get on stage well (laughs) this is where you know if you don't kill they kill you you know Uh, something like that come back here hang with the comics (laughs) Uh, they suck the blood out of you that's basically the the business in a nutshell i remember one story i have. I'm in the Hamptons. I took this girl to the Hamptons one time and there's like a million people hanging in this house a week and it's a great house and everybody wants to watch The Departed. And this is not a horror movie at all, right? But there's a lot of blood and guts, you know? Because um, it's a mafia kind of movie, right? And this girl's everybody wants to watch. She's like, no, I think it's too violent. I'm like, ugh, strike one. And she's like, everybody's like, just come on, watch it. Opening scene is like somebody gets shot in the head, I think. I think that's the movie, Right. Boom, mm-hmm. right? Gets up. She gets up, walks out of the room, goes into the room. The problem is we were showing it like this. My friend's got a projecting TV onto the wall, and the bedroom we're staying is behind that wall. So the whole night she's, she's under the covers listening to like boom, boom, boom. boom, boom you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it didn't last long after that. Anyway, I think that was the horror movie. Me, you know, Bad Date in the Hamptons starring Lenny Marcus. All right, here we go. All right, let's do the fourth one. Neil, please hang up the phone. We will call you back, and I will do a quiz with Nick, and I will call you back and see if you can beat him. Go. All right. All right, Neil is out. All right, so the way we do this is um, we'll see how many you can answer, and then I get Neil back on, see how many he can answer. Oh, God. And let me tell you something. Neil's overall record we've done, this is like the 145th podcast or something like that. Neil's record, if we've done... I don't know, 100 of them. Before, like, three weeks ago, he might have won 10. So he was, like, 10 and 90, you know? And now, oh. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, he's on a streak. I don't know. He knocked off three people. He keeps winning by the, the last question, which drives me crazy. I mean, I kind of stacked the decks against him, but he knows a lot of stupid stuff. So right. since you're from the Midwest, I wanted to do a Midwest quiz. And. Oh, um Yeah. Oh, dear. And so all I'm going to do is name a place or something, and you just got to tell me what state. You don't tell me the city, the state. So if I said, you know, home of Nick Griffin, you would say um, Missouri. Done. Right. Right? Okay. Yep. Here. All right. 15 questions. Very easy. Stop panicking. This is not a horror movie. <laughs> Nick Griffin does a quiz. <laughs> All right, number one, the gateway arch. Uh,
2: St. Louis.
1: What what state would that be?
2: Oh, uh, that'd be Missouri.
1: Correct. See? 14 left. Mall of America. That's uh, Minnesota. Correct. The Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's Ohio. Correct. The Sears Tower or the now the Willis Tower.
2: That's Illinois.
1: Yep. Field of Dreams movie site. Oh, geez.
2: That's Iowa.
1: Yep. The Harley Davidson Museum.
2: Uh, they,
1: North Dakota? Nope. Let's keep going. They get a little harder as we go. Where would you find the Cornhuskers? Football the Corn. Oh, that's
2: easy. Nebraska? Yes.
1: Mount Rushmore.
2: South Dakota?
1: Yep. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ohio Yep The musical The Music Man is set in this state Oh jeez
2: uh jeez The Music Man I'm going to say Michigan
1: No nope. The Ozarks
2: That's Missouri
1: Yes it is The Bridges of Madison County
2: That's Iowa
1: Yes Oshkosh.
2: Wisconsin.
1: Yes. Dodge City. Kansas. Yes. And the last one, where were Twinkies invented? That's a hard one. We always go hard one last one.
2: I don't
1: know. Toledo. I mean, Ohio. No. Okay. So you got uh, 12 out of 15. Not bad. All right. Neil's got his work cut out for him. All right. Let's get him back on the phone. Good job. My father used to always talk about Oshkosh, you know, like Oshkosh. Where's Neil from? Neil is from all over. He's from uh, Houston, really. That's where he spent a lot of his time. But he he also spent time in, like, Pittsburgh. He lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Oh. And he also spent a little time in Japan. So oh, wow. His first girlfriend was Japanese. Yeah, his father worked for an oil company. Hold on a second. Here we go. All right. Let's see if we can get Neil Potter on the phone. Oh, I love
0: Do I got a chance?
1: I think so. Hold on. All right. Nick's back. Neil's back. Here we go, Neil. I think you have a chance, but it's a Neil this is not a hard quiz, I think, but He got 12 12 out of 15, so you got your work cut out for you. But it's easy. It's easy enough that it's possible. All right. All right. Nick's from the Midwest, so I'm going to do a Midwest quiz. So if I said, you got to give me the state, not the city, just the state, Neil. So if I said home of Nick Griffin, you would say Missouri. Okay? Got it. Okay. Missouri, the worst two senators in the country. Holly and Durbin. <laughs> oh my God. What a mess. Um number one, the gateway arch. Uh so
0: you don't want the city, you don't want St. Louis, you want Missouri.
1: That's a that is correct. One for one. Got it. Mall of America.
0: Minnesota.
1: Yes. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Ohio. Yes. The Sears Tower, now the Willis Tower.
0: Uh, Illinois
1: yes field of dreams movie site
0: Iowa
1: yes Harley Davidson museum oh shit
0: uh Harley Davidson yeah oh shit I didn't
1: even know they had a museum uh let's go with uh Colorado nope oh where's my buzzer there it is. You Nevada? guys can't hear me. No. Nevada. No, it's Wisconsin.
2: Shit. <laughs> wow, I never want to go.
1: Nevada's that. not in the Midwest, Neil. What the hell? That's the West. <laughs> I don't know. Where would you find the football, the Cornhuskers? Well,
0: it's Colorado, is co- with Colorado a Midwest for for Harley Davidson?
1: No. No, it's Wisconsin.
0: Oh, I know, but it's Colorado. Would you consider that the Midwest?
1: No, I think it's more of the yeah. West. You would? Colorado's the Midwest? Okay. Colorado's the Midwest. All right. Where would you All find right. the Cornhuskers?
0: Nebraska. Yeah.
1: That is correct. Mount Rushmore. Oh, shit. Uh, I think it's
0: South
1: Dakota. That is correct. The Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, Ohio.
1: Yep. The musical The Music Man, since Bethel listens to all musicals. Where was that?
0: Oklahoma.
1: That would be wrong. That, oh, shit. That's is from it? Iowa.
0: Oh, Right
1: me? here in River City. Wow. River, I, I would, said, I would never
0: say that. Okay.
1: All right. The Ozarks.
0: Arkansas.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm going to give that to you on a technical... It is... It is Missouri it is. or Arkansas, but it really That's is. That's right. I'm going to give that to you. We're going to give that to you. All right. The The uh, Bridges of Madison County.
0: Uh, Wisconsin.
1: No. That's also Iowa. Um. All right. You, <laughs> you guys are tied. So, Neil, you got to go three for three here. or Nick Griffin's our winner. All right. Here, here we go. Oshkosh. My father he says I'm going to. Where, where are we going? Oshkosh? Go ahead. Wisconsin. Yes. Dodge City. Dodge City.
0: Shit. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go Iowa.
1: No, Kansas. Uh, and what's <laughs> the last one is where were Twinkies invented, Neil? Where was what? Twinkies, where was it invented? Take a guess. No, Illinois. Twinkies were invented at the 1930 by the Continental Baking Companies. Our winner today is Nick Griffin. Congratulations. You deserved it. Nice job, Nick Griffin. (laughs) Thank you, Neil. (laughs) The way we finish this show is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Um, I'll start. uh, Actually, Neil, you go first this week. One good thing or one bad thing of the week. Well, you can do one Mike, good thing or one bad thing, uh, or both, Nick. That's how we do it. Go ahead, I'm doing,
0: Neil. I'm doing two good things. First, I read a book. <laughs> well, halfway through a book.
1: <laughs> Which book?
0: The Mike Nichols book about his history. It's a oh, really yeah, good book. I heard that, yeah. It's really great, and I'm really proud of myself for reading a book.
1: What's the and title of I, it? I don't
0: know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I read it on my phone. I've been reading it on my phone. If you can believe that, I read a whole book.
1: On your on phone. phone? Aren't your eyes going kablooey at this yeah. point? It's, oh, man. It's
0: like torture, but I, I just didn't want to buy the book for like $40, so it was cheap, so I bought the book for like online for like $14 or whatever.
1: All right. Well, that's good. Your reading's good. Reading is always good. Yeah.
0: I think it's just my nickel to life. I'm just looking at that. And then my second big thing is we've had squirrels in this house for like Freaking ten years, they're just everywhere, mm-hmm. and 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 they're in right now. They're in a tree right outside my window, and they just look really pissed off
1: because <laughs> she figured out how to shut them out.
0: Yeah. Well, I know they're not in this house now because I'm watching them, and they just stare every morning. There's like three of them. They're so angry <laughs> that they can't get in this fucking house. <laughs> and it's just there's a bit of joy there for me <laughs> i've, I've uh, won the
1: battle you should just you know you should taunt them you should like take a key <laughs> and just put it down next to the tree and see if they can right. <laughs>
0: here's
1: the key you guys see if you can get in
0: uh, they have got in every which way but i've blocked off every entrance that i know
1: go ahead tell tell nick your story with the christmas tree
0: Oh yeah, we well we we're not here a lot, so when we came here one time they were like, I think we got squirrels in our house and then and then we're like, No, I don't think so. And then we look in the Christmas tree and there's like a walnut in the top of the Christmas tree. They were hiding they've been hiding these big nut the walnuts, I mean, everywhere. They're all over the place. It's insane. They're everywhere. They're in the plant. they're in the bed, they were in between the couch. So these squirrels had taken not only have they been in our house, they came in the house and were just living free. It was insane. You ever see... it's crazy. Crazy.
1: You ever see yeah. Caddyshack, you know, when uh, Bill Murray's yeah, chasing it? That's Neil. That's Neil. They've had Wild Kingdom all over this house, you know. Well, we
0: found four walnuts yesterday in the in the downstairs room. They were hidden in the back corner. We just hadn't looked in the shelf. I mean, they were literally, they were reading books. They were fucking everywhere. <laughs> <But> why- <laughs>
1: Maybe you should leave in the Mike Absolutely. Nichols on your phone. See if they can.
0: Yeah, but not now. I'm winning the battle.
1: Uh, congratulations, Neil. That sounds like a good thing. All right. My my good thing of the week is I got to get on a plane and go to L.A. I'm going to triple mask it. Whatever I got to do. Headphone. Because Leslie's doing a commercial for Uber Eats. So look for that. An Uber Eats commercial from Leslie Jones. A little bit of March Madness and beyond. So
0: it's, good for you, man. It's
1: too good. I got to get on the plane and go, but I got to be really careful about it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. Nick, you got one good thing or one bad thing of the week for us?
2: Well, I was in Omaha last week, and I was stuck inside for, um, it was like two degrees, literally like two degrees out. Oh so I did write one new joke, and I'm excited about that. Um, I don't want to tell it, but I mm-hmm. did. Write a new
1: joke. There you go. Writing yeah. a, is that still? I gotta say, a new joke that works will make my at least week, week and a half, two weeks.
2: Oh, oh! I mean, it's sometimes the only thing that'll make my <laughs> week
0: or
1: two weeks.
2: Yeah, it's it's so thrilling because you just get so sick of your ten and yep, um, it's thrilling. Yeah. So yeah, that that's my big. Uh,
1: oh A that's good awesome one. That, that look congratulations that's i mean i gotta well, get back did, make
0: it, <laughs> did the joke make it into the lineup yet yeah yeah
2: i tried it twice in omaha and it worked so I'm, I'm thrilled nice oh wow
1: that's kind of the test though there is a test there neil with like if it works and you know, it'll work in omaha then you bring it back to the seller, and they're like nope or <laughs> that is the worst the other way and then you know sometimes it's the other way you do it at the seller, and then you bring it out to the midwest nope but most of the time if it'll work yeah. at the seller, it'll work basically anywhere um, I agree but I know Nick is probably chomping at the bit give me one of those seller shows I gotta see if it works that's the big test like that was always the big test will this shit work at the seller for me um,
2: and how soon will you come back to the seller if it opens
1: oh my god well I mean I gotta get I gotta get the shot you know as long yeah, as cause yeah. I can't risk it with the baby so the second they of course the second I get both those shots Gina's always already doing the calculations Birdie's birthday is May 31 um, if we get the if we can get the second shot by April fifteenth, or the whatever the first shot by April fifteenth, because of the second shot timing, and then blah blah blah, we might be able to get home for get her to Gina's parents to celebrate Bertie's third birthday. We'll see. That's the goal, hopefully, and then hopefully the clubs will be open by like end of May, June, and we'll all get back to our. Lives a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna that take a be while. Great. It would take. It would be great. All right. Nick Griffin's website is nickgriffin.net. Twitter at the the Nick Griffin is Instagram also the Nick Griffin. No, it's comic Nick Griffin. Comic Nick Griffin. Not not uh, confusing at all. Um, he has a horror podcast called Scary Monsters Podcast with Laurie Palminteri. Um Nick, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks
2: so much. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. Thanks,
1: uh, Lenny. Keep chugging. I hope to see you soon. It's been way too long. We'll see you guys next week. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus, executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.